Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. The weather today will be the a high of 13 degrees in Edmonton. Nice. Thanks, baby. Good morning, everybody. We are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time. If you want to join in live, you got to... Download. Download. <laughs> that Podbean app. Um, we, we stream live through Podbean every morning. Um, that's how you get in. That's how you join in on the chat. That's how you, you know, you call into the show and get your questions answered. Uh, alternatively, you can always, uh, you know, listen on iTunes or Spotify, Google Play, Stitch, Podcast Addict. Or Learn. No, that's not a sound bite. That's my wife in the morning, live. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh, my daughter wants my charger. Just a second. This is live, everybody. Take my charger. Um, yeah, if you, that, that, joining in live is just so much better, just so much better. And and uh, today is one of those days that we're really glad that you're here live. Because we have nothing to talk about. Dun, dun. Not a soundbite. <laughs> we should make that a soundbite. We would use it every morning. I know. <laughs> Some mornings I'm like, ah, I got this. Some mornings I'm like, it'll be a miracle if we can get through this 60 minutes. Ryan Letniak's calling in. Did he slip? Did his finger slip? Or does he want to talk? Good morning, Ryan. No Are you there? Hello. Hello. Good morning. Can you guys hear me? We can. Can you hear us? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, so good morning. I uh, don't have any questions or topics necessarily for you. But I did want to congratulate you guys on your one-year anniversary of the live morning show. Oh, you remembered. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You're very welcome. And Ryan, uh, how did you know? I'm a smart guy. <laughs> one of, He's a one good of your listener. Top, one of one of your top fans and followers uh, of the Aww. show. So yeah, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to share some appreciation for the uh, commitment and and time that you guys have invested in this show, and and uh, thankful for everything that I've gotten out of it. And and yeah, appreciate your efforts and like I say, commitment to doing it. That's amazing. Thank you so much, Ryan. And my goodness, we are just as appreciative for all of you guys who actually show up in the morning. 
and listen. And as Josh says here, Ryan is pretty much the OG listener to us all. Yeah, it's and true. it's true. You have been here from the start. So thank you, Ryan, for being You're a loyal listener. You, you bet. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Well, that was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Good way to start the show. Yeah. Well, feel good. I um a good listener. He he probably marked it in the calendar <laughs> as our anniversary. I'm sure he did. That means he thought we'd last a year. <laughs> I wasn't so sure. I was very doubtful that we would be able to talk for an hour a every lot, day. <laughs> a lot of people were doubtful. Yeah. That we would find uh, topics to talk about every single day, but there's always stuff. Um, when I think about like, oh, what are we going to talk about today? Every morning. Um, <laughs> and I feel like we've talked about every single topic. I just remember that there's just always things going on in our business and always things going on in your business. So there's always fresh things to talk about. And, you know, though we may have talked about seller financing 4,000 times or maybe 40, <laughs> Who's I'm not exaggerating? Um, maybe forty. It that you know someone could be out there today, actively looking for a seller financing deal, or maybe have a seller financing deal under contract, or maybe they finally woke up this morning and said, you know, fuck it, I'm tired of just saying I'm going to do it. I'm going to finally do it, and um, we can talk about it 100. percent So if there is what, well, I want to know what are you guys working on today. What are you working on today? What are you trying to accomplish? And and maybe, maybe what's your goal? Do you have a goal that you're trying to get to by the end of the year? We're past three quarters of the way through the year. We're almost done. And I know for a fact in about a month and a half, people just start turning the lights off um, because it's December and they're like, well, I got to start planning for Christmas and I'll just wait till January, mid-January, right? So there's like a month and a half where no one does anything which is BS, but whatever. Um, so to a lot of you, you've only got about 45, 50 days left. And if there's something that you're trying to accomplish this year, let's talk about it. Let's get it done. Let's accomplish it. I'll, I'll steal that blanket. Sorry, no, I'm talking to my wife right now. Um, <laughs> she was throwing a blanket on the ground. I'm like, I'll take that blanket. <laughs> you know what we're going we're gonna to do? We're going to take a quick word from our sponsors while I get this blanket already. One sec. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right, no sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. <laughs> so if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. Okay, we are back. Okay. Um, I see we have a question here. Um, I also am just catching up on all the comments. Okay. Um, just a whole lot of yo woohoos um, <laughs> from 
the one year anniversary of the live podcast. Yeah, well, I've been doing this podcast since 2019. Yeah. 2019 uh, was when the Real Estate Investor Dad podcast started. And then uh, we rebranded it around this time last year uh, to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show, to a live show. Mm-hmm. Um, with there, me. With you. <laughs> no regrets. This is a much better model. I'm, I got tired of the interview style podcasts. I mean, I mean, like it's cool and all, but like, how deep do I want to go into this? Interview style podcasts are more beneficial for the host than they are for the listener. That's the truth. The cross collaboration is more beneficial for the host. There's more value there than there is for the listener who listens and gets maybe one piece of information that they really take from it. So um, when I look at podcasts or I look at investors, sorry, and I think about like all of them saying, I listen to podcasts every day because I want to learn. I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I'm a, I'm a lifelong learner, right? But listening to a one-hour interview is, is, in my opinion, a waste of time. Honestly, unless, of course, you know, you're getting your questions answered or unless, of course, they're teaching you something in full, you're normally only getting little snippets or little chunks and that's not enough to go take action. So that's where I found it was wrong uh, with with our podcast was that I I saw people listening to our podcast every you know week or every other week and they weren't still weren't taking action. So I'm like, why? That's what entrepreneurs do. They ask questions. Why? Why aren't why isn't this working? And, um, and then my next question was, how, how can I get it to work? And then a what? And then a when? It's a whole lot of questions. And with whom? And with who? (laughs) And that's, that's, that's how, that's honestly how it came together is, is it was, um, it was, it was a quest for, um, a podcast that actually worked. Yeah. Honestly. Well, your uh, mission when you started the Real Estate Investor Dad was you wanted to show people that, um, you know, you can be a parent, you can have a job because you did have a job. Yeah. Um, you can be a parent, you can have a job, you can play on the hockey team, you can do all the things and run a successful business and grow a real estate portfolio and do all these things. Um, and that really those things weren't excuses. You just needed to know how to how to like how to do it all how to structure it all what mm-hmm. to focus on what not to focus on and those types of things but with that with that interview style sure you talk to a lot of people who are doing great things but um you know that little bit of motivation and a little bit of like oh wow they're doing great doesn't get people the, doesn't give people the answers they need to to go and do it for themselves it just shows them that it's possible which is great yeah. You know, no realizing that something's possible is the first step, but y- you're right. It certainly doesn't get you to take any action. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it's done pretty well. Here we are. Yeah. I, it's, you know, enough about us and topics and trying to keep conversations flowing. Um, honestly, the amount of growth and success that I've seen from our listeners this year has been phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Agree. And, you know, it's, um, it stemmed into our free Facebook group where, mm-hmm. you know, the conversation continues after the show is over and people are getting their questions answered. And it, in my opinion, 
um, it still has a lot of, you know, a lot of growth to, to, to come. I mean, I'm not done, but in my opinion, it's one of the most active and valuable Facebook groups that I've had, that I've, that I've seen on the end on Facebook. I agree. It's, um, there are a lot of groups out there where you just join and then people ask questions, they post deals and that kind of stuff. But like, you know, we're very strict on, on the rules. We're very strict on, you know, no funding asked, no, no self promotions and stuff like that. Just, you know, just help each other, just helping each other. <clears throat> so I'm happy that we were able to, you know, that was able to grow from this as well. The, the master's Facebook group came shortly after. Yeah. So it's been a, yeah, it's been a good 365 days. If you ask me, I'm very happy. And I, I, most importantly is, is, is seeing other people actually taking action and getting confidence and, and waking up early. I was going to say when you first said it, is that like, honestly, it's a friggin' miracle for me that like now I just like get up at 530. Like that's just a thing. It's, it's, it's non-negotiable. It's not right. like when the alarm goes off, I can be like, eh, not today alarm. Like I, yeah, it's just mornings were so hard for me and now they're relatively easy. Mm -hmm. I, I, um, my, my third alarm went off this morning and I got, and I got up, which is just my thing. I I'm, I'm working on it, but, um, the third alarm finally goes off and I, and I roll out of bed and, and I, you know, I, I go and grab my, uh, clothes or whatever. And, uh, I can see Gabby's already up and she says, hello. And yeah, I was, I, I don't know. There was, that's actually something I noticed this morning and sorry, that's nothing <laughs> to talk about on the show, but, but I wanted to point out that I actually was like legit, like this morning I had a thought, I was like, wow, she's up and good for you. You know what I mean? It's, this is pretty hard to get up yeah, this time my, every morning. My first alarm, I'm, I'm also a multiple alarm. We're both multiple alarm people. And my first alarm goes off at 512. And when that first alarm went off, I almost got up to enjoy a coffee by myself downstairs. Me too. <laughs> oh, we should have got up together. That would have been sweet. But I decided not to. I was like, eh, snooze. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a good, like, a good 30 second thought, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's what counts. Which is a long time. That's what counts. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've, I've received a lot of feedback on, on that about helping people get up earlier. Mm -hmm. um, some of you work a little bit later. Some of you um, live on the West Coast and are getting up significantly earlier, um, you know, since the show started. And that's good too, because the the argument will go on for the, for, for the rest of time. But in my opinion, waking up earlier is, is, is a more effective and productive way um, yes. to, to, to to, to go about your day rather than staying up late and thinking you're accomplishing things. Yeah. I agree. I've done both. I believe in it. I get a lot more done when I wake up earlier and I feel better. Yeah, I do. It takes time though. It takes, it takes weeks to actually get used to it. You know, just ask Jared Como as he sits there sleeping in his bed right now, not on the show. Wow. He must be so comfy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, I'm going to keep calling him out. It's time to get the fuck out of bed. <laughs> Swear. He's doing exactly what I did. Yeah. I left my job and I started sleeping in until like 8, 8.30 every day. And I'd stay up late. 
because I'd work late and then I'd play video games late and I'd be like, oh, I can still get eight hours of sleep if I go to bed at midnight. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. So um, that was one of the other big reasons why we started the show. Just selfishly, I needed a reason to get up. Honestly. Uh, okay, so what do we got for upcoming events? Uh, I see I see your question there, Sean. I'm going to answer that very shortly here. And uh, if anyone else has any questions, just please put them in the chat. Um, we'll get our upcoming events all done, and then I'll answer that question. Yeah, so we have a uh, Fix and Flip Investor Meetup in Calgary this weekend on Saturday the 15th at our Lake, bon- Lake Bonavista Flip. And that is from 2.30 to 5 p.m., and Wayne and myself will be there. Um, are, are Taylor and Matt going to be there? I can't remember. Now. Tentatively. Tentatively. And uh, Jared and Crystal will be there as well. So going to be a fun time. I'm excited. I haven't seen that place since uh, before demo. Seriously? Yeah, when we all wrote on the wall. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, you're going to love it. I know. Taylor says Matt and I will be there. yeah so um oh that's exciting it's gonna be a good time and everly will be there too we're uh taking her out of school on friday and we're gonna head down on on uh friday and then be there for saturday for the flip and then head home that night so i told um matt and taylor we'll have to race them home are they leaving after as well yeah they're gonna leave afterwards as well Yeah, so that's on uh, Saturday. If you guys want to come out and say hello and, and and check out a fix and flip and get your questions answered about that kind of stuff, definitely the place to be. Um, I can't think of any other meetup in Calgary on Saturday to go to. <laughs> it's the one. Apparently there's another one. Oh, is there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it yesterday. Yeah, no one's going to go to that one. No offense. Harsh. What? Not harsh. <laughs> That's my ego. Oh, good. Okay. That is my ego. Yeah. Big conversation yesterday. Yeah. I didn't get any hate mail or any rude comments. Were you expecting a few? Uh, a few. I was expecting a few. Yeah. That that topic right there is... Some um, haters probably under their breath. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, haters? I don't know if haters is the right word, but... Um, just some people just don't get it. Yeah. And that's fine. And, and, and not everyone is supposed to get it. No. There's only a small percentage of people that actually do get it. And some of you that are here this morning might not even get it, which is totally fine. Um, there's different levels and the people who buy the most properties or build the biggest things don't necessarily aren't the greatest people. Because those people tend to lack fulfillment. They're never fulfilled. It's actually a fucking curse. There are there are people who go to work every day and work eight hours, 40 hours a week, who are more fulfilled and happy than the people with the cars and the buildings and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. And most days, they would love to switch spots. But then when they get to the other side, they probably would realize that they weren't fulfilled because that's just not who they are. Yeah. And that's that's what it is at the end of the day. It's who you are. So 
my post yesterday was not for everyone. It wasn't to motivate people to have some sort of ego. It was, it was a post for like 30 people. <clears throat> it was, mm -hmm. it was a post for like 30 people. And the people that saw it commented and sent me private messages and, and the rest, they were just like, wow, okay, that's cool. I get it. And sometimes it's just, maybe that's, maybe that's not you, but maybe just understanding how people operate. Yeah. Right. Um, one, there was one particular line in that post that I made that said, I know I, I, maybe you've come across or encountered, um, an entrepreneur with a big ego before. And you probably thought they were a dick. That is literally what I think of every fucking successful person. Yeah. I think they're all dicks. They are. Every successful person I know is an asshole. They are. It's the truth. And I get a lot of people that say I'm an asshole. The thing is, is that I understand why they're assholes or why they are perceived as perceived, assholes. Yeah. It's because they seem self-centered. Selfish. That's why. Mm -hmm. Seems like they don't give a shit. And that right there is not a good quality to have. To only care about yourself and not care about anyone else. It appears, it appears on the outside like that. But, or it appears like they think that they're the best or they're better than any, everybody else. But as I explained, that's that's what they believe. They do. It's the truth. They believe that they're better than everyone else because that's their superpower. That's what helps them to push through. It's something that I struggle with. I have to I have to keep myself in check sometimes. But I'm extremely competitive. I'm competing with all of you guys. You don't even know it. I'm helping you, but competing with you at the exact same time. For those of you that understand, you're probably here and competing with me every morning as well and that's okay it's totally fine that's that's our ego and that's that's what that's what helps push us through it's the competitive side it's that belief that i'm better than that other person over there and i'm going to conquer them now just you can think that in your head <laughs> just keep it to yourself and a few people right now are probably thinking like what the fuck is he talking about like yeah. that that sounds like a huge dick thing to say yeah. Why can't you, why can't we all just like help each other? Why can't we all just get along? Why do you got to think that way? It's just, it's just what's necessary to have that, that level of confidence in yourself. That's, yeah. that's what helps. That's jet fuel. That's, that's a huge ingredient in jet fuel to be able to do those things every day. Gabby, do you understand it at all? Do you understand it? Or like, do you have it? No. No. Do you understand it? Um, more than I used to, but not fully. No, sorry. I understand it. I understand its importance of a component in being highly successful. Mm -hmm. I get that that it's necessary. Um, but I just, I just, yeah, I guess I struggle on just like wrapping my head around um, how it comes to existence. <laughs> It's belief. Yeah. It's belief. Because I've said this, you know, a million times in the show, I can answer all of your questions every morning, but some of you will never do it. Yeah. Never do it. And I, and for me, I cannot, I can't understand it. I can't. I'm like, why, why are you 
It's right there. Uh, it just doesn't feel right. Or I just don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I push a little too hard, but then I, I also understand that not everybody can do it. They just don't have the belief in themselves. Now, I, what I try and do is I try and, I try and inspire. And I don't feel like saying, hey, man, or hey, girl, you got this today. That, that's not enough. It might, it might inspire you or motivate you for a couple minutes, but um, you'll do one thing, but you won't do the next 300 things, right? So a good first step is showing up every morning and listening and consuming this, this, this jet fuel, this energy, right? And that might help you do one or two things a day. What typically is required in order to get to that level is, is a breakthrough moment. Uh, and breakthrough moments come from many different um, uh, experiences in life. Um, more often than not, they're rock bottom moments. Rock bottom is where you have a moment in your life where um, you fail. You you hit the ground really hard, and you're put into a corner, or or you're put into a, into a corner, and you feel like there's no way out of it. And then, but you manage to crawl out of it. And it's in that moment right there that you either cower or you say that I'm never going to let that happen to me ever again. And you make dramatic, massive changes in your life. And you can, you can feel it right now, can't you? Like you can feel it like I am never going to let that happen to me again. I am so much better than this. I cannot fucking believe that I've been making these dumb fucking decisions for the last 10 years that got me into this situation. My wife is leaving me. I lost my fucking job. I'm 400 pounds. What the fuck? I am better than this. So that's, that's the first step. You know what I mean? That's the, literally the first step on the stairs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of believing in yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you just make dramatic changes in your life. And then you start making those changes. You start believing in yourself and you start seeing the success. And you're like, holy shit, when I do believe in myself, I can fucking get shit done. And then that just power inside you just continues to increase. You keep going up more steps. Holy fucking shit. I said I was going to raise a million dollars in 30 days and I fucking did it. I am fucking the, I'm the best fucking person to ever raise money in the world. This is what's going on in your mind. You know what I mean? This, but you got to be careful. Got to be careful. Got to keep that ego in check. Got to keep it healthy. But you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That belief in yourself is what gets you going out and doing the things that would normally make you uncomfortable. I'm just giving you like a little taste of like of of that confidence. You know what I mean? And when you get to that level, it's like it doesn't matter if you fall 10 steps, 20 steps down. You know, you believe that that's just part of the process and I will I've, I've done this before and I'll do it again. Because I know that I can do it. Mm-hmm. That's ego. It is just a, a it's just belief in yourself. I was gonna say it's like an unwavering belief unwavering in yourself. Is the word I was looking for. Thank um you. that um that you can do anything, which is so powerful. And I think that everybody should believe in themselves like that. I can't just tell you to do it though. Yeah. I can't. You have to believe in yourself. For a lot of you that are listening right now, 
I have more faith in you than you have in yourself. In my mind, that's fucking pathetic. But I understand. I get it. For one or less than one of you today, by probability, one of you today might actually, this might just be the moment that you, the, the thing that you wanted to hear. I hope. I hope it is. By surrounding yourself with other people that are that believe in themselves, it can rub off on you. It's it is one way. I mean, in my I've I've done enough research and enough into myself and to other successful people to realize that ninety nine point nine percent of people they this is built off of rock bottom. This stems from rock bottom moments. However, um, it's it's not the only way. Um, but go and just look at successful people that you admire, that you look up to, and they've all got a story. They've all got a story, and of where it came from, and how, and how they they developed this this like as you said, unwavering belief in yourself. Um. I didn't quite have a rock bottom moment, but I, 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 I have, I have a moment. I've told the story many times. Um, mine is also, uh, stems from, um, something to prove. Yeah. Having something to prove. Um, and then I think just through the journey of making good decisions and believing in myself that I can just see, I think that I just have enough of a track record in myself to know that I am confident in my abilities. And if my abilities fail me, then I know that I am confident enough in my ability to, to figure it out. Yeah. Right? For sure. Again, 30 people are going to get that post and maybe the same 30 people are listening today. Um, it's not for everybody. And and for some of you that are listening today, it's just like you're going to buy 20 properties or 200 doors and you're still not going to relate to this. There are many people that, 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 that are able to succeed at whatever their, their definition of success is without an ego. But I mean, it, it I think we all have one. We all have that, that belief in ourselves. Um, but again, I was trying to send a message to the ones that that understand what I'm talking about, <laughs> the ones that have this crazy belief in themselves, uh, and then at the same time educating people on on why it is that the way that they are. Um, there are many people that I admire in our industry and successful entrepreneurs, but at the same time, I think they're absolute dicks. Like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? Why are you always talking about yourself? Like, fuck, give it a rest, buddy. You, you, can, you can still be successful and not be an asshole. And some days I can't fucking stand them, but I admire them. You know what I mean? Mm. It's, it's a weird, it's an absolutely weird feeling.
Sean had a question a very long time ago, but I, <laughs> I, I got I went down this rabbit hole. So Ken says, I will remember these sage words today as we are doing our annual site cleanup and I am considering cursing. <laughs> <laughs> Ken was saying that he starts at 4.30. He's in the office at 4.30. Fuck me. Rough. Oh, I found Sean's question. You ready? Um, well, I wanted to read it as well. Go ahead, read it. Okay, Sean asks, have you ever had a general contractor wanting to do a different pay structure? Example, percentage of a flip. Just wondering as I'm a contractor and looking at other avenues of getting into the real estate business. <clears throat> Uh, no. Um, yes. Yes, actually. Yes, we, we have. Um, I, I'm, I was gonna, I was gonna word this differently because I, what I, what I don't want is I don't want, um, you, you may have something in mind and, uh, and then I'm going to say it's a bad idea. And you're going to be like, what the fuck, Wayne? There's so many people here that I could be partnering with right now. <laughs> and you just told everybody it's a bad idea. <laughs> but I'm not just doing that, saying this because I'm. it's what I believe. I'm saying it because I think it's best for you as well. So many general contractors um, who want to get into flipping will try and find uh, an investor and uh, they will trade. And when I say investor, I mean like a real estate investor, not like your your mom or a cousin or something like that. See, that's different. General contractors, investors looking for other active um, real estate investors to partner with. And they're like, hey, man, I'll, you bring the money and the expertise in flipping and I'll bring and I'll do all my work at either a zero, um, zero dollars an hour or a reduced rate. And then I'll do it for like, you know, X amount of dollars an hour. And then we split the, and then you also give me a percentage of the profits. Here's where the problem comes in. Because I don't, be, I don't believe the general contractor should have a percentage of the profits or be part of the joint venture. And I say that because, um, and this isn't you, I'm just saying in general, if the contractor is garbage, it's very hard to fire them. Mm -hmm. If one person, and that's not use the word garbage, let's say if the other person who's not the contractor doing the work, the other person gets into a disagreement or is unhappy with the quality of work or unhappy with, you know, the choice, this, you know, the decisions that are being made, unhappy with the timeline, unhappy with anything. Um, that working partner as, as a good business owner should fire the contractor mm -hmm. on the spot because to, to reduce the, um, 
the friction to reduce the the loss. But when you're in a partnership, it complicates things. I have spoke to many other um, contractors who want to get into investing. And I think it's better, in my opinion, to prove your worth to the community and get hired on to get the experience and the exposure to build your brand, like document, like let's say you get hired on with an investor. And this is, this is only, this is only if you can't raise your own money, which by the way, I mean, Sean, like I, I can help you raise money. Like I can help you raise $150,000 from friends and family uh, so that you can do your first flip. That, that, that stuff's easy. Um, but it, if you can't and, and then, I would recommend getting hired on with an investor. And what's going to happen is, is that you're going to document the whole process and all of your friends and family and cousins and, and potential joint venture partners are going to see what it is that you're doing. Not to mention that your partner is very likely going to document the whole process, taking pictures and everything else. And you're going to become known as the flipping guy. You're going to build up that brand. And then people are going to want to work with you, right? And your friends and family are going to be like, hey, I saw you doing this flipping thing. Like, how do I get involved? And then you can raise money for them. And then you can choose to be on the tools or you can choose to just take the money and, and subcontract out all the work, right? So maybe you take care of millwork and, and flooring and paint and then you subcontract out the rest. Or maybe you get to a point where you hire someone to deal with all the millwork and paint and stuff like that. And then suddenly you're general contracting, like you're, you're GCing, but you're not actually on the tools. You're GCing three or four projects at a time, but you're just in the, your, your job now is to oversee the projects and also to raise money. But if you don't, if you don't have the funds to get started right now, I would recommend just doing a few projects for other people, getting paid for it, getting the experience, getting the exposure and, and building up your brand so that you can start attracting that joint venture capital to you. That is a, a less messy way of going about it, in my opinion, than, than doing like a reduced pay and a percentage of the flip or, hey, I'll do all the work and I get 40% of the profits or 50% of the profits. The reason I'm telling you this is because there's so many bad stories in the industry and I have my own bad story. And, and I, I try not to let that affect my judgment on it or my decisions on it. But I've heard so many bad stories about this and I don't know many that went well. That's the problem. I know lots that didn't go well, and I have very few, actually none I can think of off the top of my head that have ever gone well. Because someone's always unhappy. Yeah. Right? Partnerships are very delicate. And I think that um, responsibilities, there needs to be a clear fucking line in the responsibilities. Yeah. And there should never, ever be shared responsibilities in a partnership. Yeah. Yeah, when there's a joint venture partnership, um, in the play there, like Wayne said, like, you know, if something is going wrong, you can't just, you can't just fire them. You can't just walk away. You can't, you know what I mean? Like it makes you hate them more. Yeah. Now you have this like joint venture agreement that needs to be dissolved. And it's, it's, it's not like, believe us, it's not a fun process. We've been through it. Um, but something I wanted to add because, and, and you also just made mention of it is the very clear responsibilities is the other thing that comes into play there is when you have 
an active investor on the one side who is, you know, the person who's supposed to be making the decisions and, you know, saying this is how the flip is going to go. This is what it's going to look like. These are materials that we're going to use. This is um, the layout that we're going to do. These are all the things. And then you have a contractor who now, let's say in theory, has a 50% interest and is is doing the work, um, needs to understand that the investor, that the decision maker is still the decision maker, even though you have a vested interest in it. So contract, Mr. Contractor can't be on site being like, oh, well, this is 50% mine too. And I want to do this, or I'm, I'm going to grab this material. I think that this one's better. Like the investor as they normally do should still have full the working. Part. Yeah. The working partner should still have full say in what's happening, what's being used, what the contractor is going to do. So it just creates this little bit of a weird um, dynamic. Dynamic. Thank you. Where, you know, like on the one side, they're thinking, well, I'm 50% owner. Why don't I have these decisions? But so, so that's where it can, it can get complicated and it can get messy is if that isn't clearly defined and understood by both parties and and the other problem is that usually these um arrangements come into play because the two people know each other oh hey uh contractor in the industry i know you and you know me and nothing can go wrong you do good work and um you know mr investor you're you're successful you've done lots of flips like yeah let's let's do this buddy that sounds but you don't clearly like every fucking yeah but you don't <laughs> clearly do define it it like we're just telling you it can go bad yeah it can go bad and um and especially i think you know if this is a way that i like i i don't like to say if this was you but you know in the in the example that you brought forward where um said contractor is trying to get into real estate investing and this could be their way to get in to you know trade their time and experience as a contractor to get in on the on the project um in that situation you would extra need to understand that you wouldn't have say in what's happening on the flip compared to the the expert in the deal I, and and i don't know if you noticed but i made i made um a really good attempt to make sure that I I answered for Sean as well from the other side of the yes. perspective. Yes. Because what I want is I want him to reach his goals as well. But so I, I, I started with the negative, but I ended on a positive with the solution. Right. And I because I didn't just want to shut down the idea. And 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 if you still go on and decide to to use that structure, there's nothing wrong with that. That's that's why I felt really bad at the beginning because I'm like, the way that I say this is gonna like <laughs> Mm-hmm. Basically, if you had any prospects on the show right now, they're all going to be like, uh, "Actually, Wayne said that's a bad idea," and I, I didn't want to do that. But it, it's it's my it's my belief through experience, and I think that's why people show up to the show every morning is 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 not necessarily to get what I think. It's 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 to get um um it's it's to hear from our experience and from other people's experiences because we've been in the industry for a while you know, what, what is, what has historically happened so they can get as much data as possible to make decisions. And that's my belief. I think it's better to, you know, to prove yourself uh, first to build up the brand as the expert. Branding is everything. It really is. 
to, to, to become known as the expert, people will be drawn to you. The opportunities will come to you and you won't have to ask anymore. I, to summarize my thoughts is, is that there needs to be a clear line in the sand so that if, if things need to be terminated or if things need to be terminated, then they can be. Because when there's complications in that weird dynamic that Gabby was talking about, that's when like the villainization starts. You, because you feel trapped because you can't cut it off when you see it coming. You're stuck with them. That's when you really start villainizing them. And it eats at you. It doesn't just eat at your relationship because your relationship's fucked now. You're never going to come back from this. It eats at your, like, at your brain, at your energy. It's, it's a, it's an absolute vampire. And you'll, it'll stop you from doing other things. It'll stop you from ever partnering with anyone ever again. Cause I hear those stories. Mm-hmm. I'll never partner with anyone again. I had a horrible joint venture partner once. Right. The people that we partner with are very strategic. I don't like partnering with people. I've said that many times. I hate partnering with people because I'm a, like, I, because I know that when you partner with someone and things don't work out as they're supposed to, or you, you, you give someone an opportunity to be accountable and they're not, I am going to hate them. That's why I hate partnerships. Because I have, I, I expect people to do what, what they say they're going to do. And when they don't, I get fucking angry. Because now that is affecting the outcomes of my life. Mm-hmm. Which comes all the way down to my day-to-day life and my goals for my family. It is directly connected and I can see the connection. So when you said you were going to do that thing and you didn't do it, what the fuck? Right? So I don't like putting myself in those situations. But if I do put myself in that situation where I'm going to partner with someone, I have 100% control because I'm not giving them the opportunity to fail or to let me down. Yeah. That's, it's clear rules and boundaries for joint venture partnerships. If I give them any opportunity and then they don't do what they're supposed to, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it's within their control and sometimes it's outside of their control. But if it happens... I don't want that to affect the relationship. I don't want that to affect the deal, right? That's why I don't like partnering with people if I don't have to. But I recognized early on that I did need to early on in order to get ahead. But the second that I didn't need to anymore, I stopped. Now, I have partnered with people recently, but that's more so to help. But we set clear expectations of what's going to be happening. We are in control. We're the ones making decisions, Mm -hmm. right? So that way I don't affect the relationship. Yeah. Right. But I knew why I was doing it because I was doing it to help people get started, to help people get the experience because I knew that if we didn't partner with them, they probably wouldn't have the confidence to do it themselves. So let's just cut through all of that BS and let's get them to, you know, getting the confidence so they can start doing it right away. But it was a very difficult decision. And I only do it with certain people. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I won't just do it with anyone. I've had many people ask, hey, you know, if I bring the money, would you like manage the deal for me and and uh, so I can learn? 
Mm, no, not a fucking chance. Because we have two alphas or two people with an ego. <laughs> and one person wants to learn and be involved. And here's me saying, no, you're going to shut up and you're going to watch. Because I don't want you getting involved. Because if you say something dumb or you do something dumb, I'm going to fucking hate you for it. That sounds bad, but it's the truth. I'm just giving you like just an inside look as to why. Yeah. And like, and, and you also understand why I set those boundaries and those rules because I know what's going to happen, right? Someone's going to say something and I'm going to be like, no. And they're going to be like, are you sure? I'm like, I was fucking clear. <laughs> Don't second guess me because this is, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's to make, because I, I, I can see the end result. So long-winded answer. Sorry, I, w- I wanted to give you guys as much perspective as possible. Grow your brand. Go, you, and Sean, um, send me a private message. Uh, email me at um, info at reimorningshow.com and I will pair you up with someone. I have five people within the master's mentorship program that are literally looking for you. Sean, don't partner up with anyone else before you talk to me, okay? Don't partner up with some schmuck who just heard you on the podcast. Send me a message. Send me an email. I'll partner up with someone who's going to treat you good. Okay. Who knows their shit. And it's not going to fuck you over. And um, I'll get you started right away. 100%. Shoot me, shoot me an email. And if there's anyone else who's a contractor in our area, you can shoot me an email too. There are people within my master's program that are literally looking for you. And I can, I'm going to set you guys up for success. So there's, there's the solution right there. If that's what you want to get into, sounds like it. I haven't read the messages at the bottom, but. Yeah, he, um, he just like early on when you were talking about it, he just said um, he was thinking it gives the contractor skin in the game to deliver quality as well. That's yeah. the thought. Yeah. That's the thought that everybody thinks, yeah. Yeah. But also on the other side of it, um, Josh made a comment here that said um, two bad contractors can't fire shitty investors. And that is the other side of it is that if you're just work, if you're just contracted to work on the project, you can fire shitty investors. You can walk away just as they can fire you, yes. depending on who's which which side of is is the shittiness. Either can walk away, and yeah. and that's that. But that's a great point from the other perspective is that if you're joint ventured in on a deal with an investor who's being dead. a shitty person. Then just like we said on the other side, it's it's hard to walk away. Same thing for the contractor. It's hard to walk away. You need to dissolve a joint venture partnership in the middle of a deal. And that is messy. Also, you might not get paid. If, you're, if your payment was going to be in a percentage of the profits, you're going to stay in that shitty relationship, that shitty partnership, yeah. because you want to get your money out of it. Yeah. See, like you see the issues here? Like it's... Yeah. It goes on. It's on both sides. It's on sides. both sides. Yeah. 100%. You know, and like I, I was speaking from an investor perspective because I'm an investor, but 100%, it goes both ways. Yeah. I, I just, I like to keep the line in the sand. Yeah. There should only be one person making the decisions and the other person is working for that person. Yeah. That's it. And it's the same thing in, you know, like when we have, when, if we're in a joint venture partnership with um, somebody who's bringing the money for the deal. And then we're hiring a contractor to do the work. We're still in a joint venture partnership where we still have 100% control of the deal. Like we are the working partner. 
Just because we're partnered with somebody doesn't mean, oh, now there's two decision makers. No, we have control. We make the decisions. People joint venture with us for our expertise. So yeah, having two decision makers or two people who think they're both equally involved and that sort of thing is usually a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, oh, it doesn't have to be. It can work, um, but you need to be extremely diligent on drawing out those roles and responsibilities and thinking of absolutely everything and documenting it. Uh as, as I'm talking about this, I'm just thinking about like, I know some of you guys that are listening that have worked with us in the past and you're probably like, yep, he was very, there was a line. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, and I, I, I know, and, and it, it may have rubbed some people the wrong way, but like, I make it very clear when I'm doing business with someone like this is business. Here's the line. Okay. You do what you're supposed to do. I do what I'm supposed to do. That is it. We do not cross that line. Right. So I keep it very business professional. And, and, and it, it, I, I, like I said, like, I, I can just think of a few, few people that are listening right now. They're like, oh yeah, Wayne is like, it's his way and that's the way it's going to be. And he's doing it for a reason is so that it doesn't affect the relationship. I do not like joint ventures. Mm-hmm. I hate them. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I made it very clear on the show for the last 365 days that I hate rental properties and I hate joint ventures. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I'm not going to lie to you guys. You know, nobody else will tell you. They suck. They really do. There's so joint ventures and rental properties. There's so many, so much room. There's so much vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things if you, can, if you can just have complete 100% control and it's yours, then you're responsible. You're responsible for its success or failure and it's all on you. And I like that. Uh, yeah. Whereas, yeah, if there's if there's multiple people and people asking you for updates, what's happening with this and what's going on and why did you do it this way and that sort of thing, it's um, yeah, it just it's added uh, vulnerability, it's added annoyances, it's added all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that, and, and there's been an underlying um, theme and message today, and that's understanding. Right. I understand it. I know why. And that allows us to make better decisions in the moment and not impulsive decisions. Right. Yeah. Yes. I think the joint ventures have risks. All this stuff has risks. You need to be able to, as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to identify all the risks, mitigate the ones that you can, and then make a decision if the reward is worth it. So when you're thinking about partnering with someone, you should be looking at all the risks that are involved with it. When you're thinking about buying a rental property, you should be thinking about all the risks that are involved with it. But when I was looking early on in the game, in our career, about partnering with people, rental properties, I saw all the risks and I'm like, fuck me. This looks, there's a lot of things that are outside of my control. But I knew that if I didn't do it, there was no other option in order for me to build wealth. So I move forward. I've had many coaching clients in the past go, hey, man, like you keep talking about how much you hate rental property so much. Why do you keep telling people to buy them? Because even though I hate them and you should hate them too, they're still necessary. Because the alternative is going to work every day and not doing anything. That's it. 
real estate, buying rental properties, partnering with other people, doing joint ventures is the number one way to build wealth when you have none. By far. Real estate as an asset class is a terrific investment. Terrific investment. If you have cash and you want to invest it, invest it into real estate. It's better than putting it into any other investment. As long as you follow the basic fundamentals. Follow the basic fundamentals, of course. Right? But as you start building wealth and and you want to, you know, you want something more than just investing your money into an investment and you want to build something, then I would recommend other strategies within the real estate sector um, to put your time and energy into. So, you know, we still have rental properties, but like if, if I could, I would sell them all by way of agreement for sale today. But I can't because I have joint venture partners that I am obligated to. We have sold off a bunch in the last few years though. Yeah, 100%. Because what I want is I want to take back control of my time and my energy. And rental properties tend to steal my energy. They're very... It's 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 when when problems come in, they came out of the blue, and I don't like that. I like a routine. You know what I mean? I like routine. I like staying on track. I like scheduling things. When you get a random email, you know I haven't checked my rentals email this morning, but if I do, you know, and I see something bad happened overnight, that's what's going to consume my morning, if not my whole day, and that I do not like. Right. So I try and reduce that vulnerability as much as possible. And yes, people are saying, well, if you had a property manager, you wouldn't have to deal with that. Yes, of course. But if I had a property manager, the cash flow would be gone too. And also, even if I had a property manager, the property manager would probably be emailing me shortly after at about 8 a.m. saying, hey, just got this email. How do you want to handle it? (laughs) You know what I mean? If it's, if it's bad, you're still going to be hearing about it. It's still going to be consuming your energy. So, um, rental properties and joint ventures suck, but they are necessary. And I think that all of you guys should do that. I think all of you guys should buy rental properties, build up your brand as an expert, and then leverage all of that to build more. Think about it. Instead of... Um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm bringing this up in a minute and a half before the hour's up. <laughs> Instead of thinking about all the cash flow you can get from 10 properties, why don't you think about all the opportunities you can get from 10 properties? I love that. Think about it today. I want you to think about that on your hump Wednesday. Instead of all the cash flow you can get from 10 properties, think about all the opportunities that could be created from 10 properties. being perceived as a real estate investing expert. How many other things could you build if you were an expert? I think that's a great place to end it for today. Garrett, enjoy your safety meeting. Don't forget the the dance. The safety dance. No clue what you're talking about. You don't know the safety dance? 
Have a great Wednesday, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 